All right, we want to thank you for joining us at the Heights Baptist Podcast. On this podcast, you can listen to sermons and find episodes such as this, uh, where we discuss practical ways to grow uh, in your faith as a believer in Jesus Christ. At Heights, our mission is to love and to lead all people to a new life with Christ. You can find out more about our church at heightschurch.org. Today, we are here with episode number 10. And so, Matt, wow, what an accomplishment, 10. We made it to double digits. We made it to double digits. And in episode 10, we're going to discuss what to do with our doubts in faith. And so for our listeners, we're going to recap uh, episode 9 briefly. Uh, But in episode 9, we delve more into, is it okay to have doubts? So we encourage you to go on and listen to that one as well if you haven't. Uh, But specifically, after we recap that, we want to uh, dive into what to do with our doubts. So uh, Matt, uh, catch us up. You know, is it okay to have doubts in the Christian life, questions in our faith? What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the short answer is absolutely. Um, we worship a faith that is intellectual, okay? And so it's a faith where we're constantly gonna be grappling with uh, questions. We talked about the fact that, you know, the, the faith that we have is in a God who is spirit, you know, and Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And so because God is is a being that we can't see with our own eyes. There's always going to be kind of some level of faith or, or, and question operating there. We talked about the fact that, you know, Jesus lived over 2000 years ago. So there's going to be lots of questions Mm -hmm. historically about what happened and can we trust our Bible and things like that. And we talked about the fact that, you know, that the word Israel, you know, Mm -hmm. God's name for his people means wrestling with God. And so as believers, we're always going to be wrestling with questions about, who God is and is God good. Um, there's going to be parts of the Bible that we have a hard time understanding. Mm-hmm. And that all of that is a very natural, very healthy process of growing in our faith. Yeah. You know, we talked about the fact that, you know, as we wrestle through questions that we have about who God is, doubts that we have about who God is, what God has done, like that actually can be a process that helps our faith grow stronger mm-hmm. as we seek out those answers, as we uh, grow as we draw closer to him in prayer, yeah. as we open up our Bibles, and as we have conversations with uh, pastors and life group leaders and 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 people that we trust mm-hmm. uh, that have been following Jesus for a long time, those are those can all be healthy things that help us grow in our faith. Yeah, excellent. And I, a couple of things to also recap on um, that I've thought since our our episode is Jesus says in the Gospels, you know. Blessed are those who believe who have not yet seen. Right. You know, so it's one. I was thinking about that this morning. You know, one thing, it's one thing for, hey, Jesus to do a miracle in front of people and go, yeah, I believe in that guy. But here we are 2,000 years later and we we don't, like you had said, we don't see visually as they saw. Um, And so, you know, just kind of having to learn to, to trust in that faith of things we read. Um, and, and again, I think, as you said, you know, having doubts, having those questions, it's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. It's never healthy to push stuff down, <laughs> like in your, you know, like emotions and, and fears and questions. And, and sometimes I think we've done that in, in churches, whether intentionally or unintentionally, we've kind of taught people 
you know, no, 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 you, you don't ask questions. Don't, don't rock the boat. Don't, you know, but what you're doing is you're pushing all that down. And then, like we said last time, there may be a traumatic experience. Uh, something happens in your life where all those doubts now come to the surface and you're thinking, what, what, what do I do? Is this okay? What am I wrestling with? Um, and so there's a lot of biblical characters that have had doubts, you know, of course, Thomas, I yeah. don't think we mentioned him last week, but, you know, of course, you know, Thomas gets the, the bad rap of, <laughs> of doubting the resurrection of Jesus. So, right. um, and, what, and what Thomas was really looking for was he was looking for more empirical evidence. Right. Like, like when you kind of analyze the story, yeah. Thomas didn't say there's no way this happened possibly categorically. You're all crazy. Right. What Thomas said is, I'm not going to buy this unless I, unless I see it with my own eyes and I'm able to feel it with my own yeah. hands. You know? Yeah, because... He wasn't there the first time Jesus appeared to him, and he could walk back in the room and like, dude, you guys are playing a joke on me. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> like I want to see y'all this. Y'all have lost your minds. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but uh, then of course, but that's but when you know, but when Thomas is confronted with Jesus, right? And you know, and he says, "My Lord and my God," and Jesus says, "You know, you believe because you see, but yeah. blessed are those uh, who have not yet seen and right. yet still believe." Yeah, yeah, and, and that's all of us. Yeah, and then you know, we talked about Job and David, you know, and just a lot of biblical characters that have doubts that wrestle with God in the scriptures of, of things. So, so it's okay to have them. All right. You know, it's okay to have doubts. It's okay to have questions. Okay. To verbalize those questions. Okay. To ask those questions. So what do we do with them now? I mean, we've, we've got them. What do we do? What do what? Well, well, again, to sort of recap what we <laughs> talked about last week, we talked about some of the kind of the big ideas, which is, you know, draw near to the Lord in prayer, mm -hmm. you know, um, open up your Bible, you know, spend time studying. Right. Um, and then, and of course, and doing that in the context of a relationship with someone that you, that you trust. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you've got questions, if you've got doubts, talk to a pastor, talk to a life group leader, talk to somebody that you know, who's been walking Jesus, with Jesus longer than you have, yeah. you know, that, that can walk, walk through that, you know, and, and I think that's really important. Um, especially that, that community element is really important because we're one some of the stuff we're going to talk about today is kind of like where to go on the internet. Right. Okay. There are things, okay. I've been following Jesus for decades. Okay. I've been to seminary. Mm -hmm. I have seen YouTube videos that shake my faith. Right. I remember seeing a video that was a infographic on, uh, how the old Testament was, was authored. Mm hmm. All right, and again, and I've been studying this stuff for decades and still like some of the issues that got brought up in that YouTube video had me walking away going, oh, gee, like, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. re I had a, I had questions. I had I was thinking about things I'd never thought about. Before. Right. You know, so there's a lot of great information out there on the Internet, but it's important to kind of know where to go. Right. Um, so one of the guys uh, that was that was a big name in apologetics when I was when I was growing up is a guy by the name of Josh McDowell. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And so the, he's he had a couple of books that are sort of if, if you grew up in church and if you're if you're kind of my my age, you, yep. you'll, you might recognize evidence that demands a verdict. Right. He had a couple That's of different one. volumes, a couple of different versions. Yeah. Basically, you know, tackling some of the hard questions about the faith and giving good responses. Mm -hmm. Now they're thick books. Yeah. Okay. They're not really meant to be read cover to cover. It's more like a reference guide. Like you can kind of look up, you yeah. know, you know, what about this problem or this question? Mm -hmm. What does the Bible have to say about that? Yeah. Um, so Josh McDowell, you know, and then he's got another much smaller book. I, 
I'm assuming it's still in print. It's called More Than a Carpenter. Mm -hmm. And it's sort Good of one. just a very, yeah. some kind of very select passages about some of the most basic arguments about who Jesus is, arguments for the resurrection. You know, mm -hmm. why was the tomb empty? You know, did they go to the wrong tomb? Right. Did Jesus have a twin brother? Some yeah. of the stuff that you might hear out in popular culture or even, uh, even ideas that have uh, been advanced by like other religions right. about Jesus, yeah. you know, and, and he answers those and he answers them very, very clearly and concisely. Mm -hmm. And that's a short read. I mean, you yeah. can get through that in, in an afternoon. Okay. Um, so, you know, Josh McDowell, those are two that I thought of off the top of my head. And then of course his son, Sean McDowell has a YouTube channel Okay. and Sean McDowell these days is doing some fantastic work in, in the space of apo apologetics. Again, the word apologetics means giving a defense Right. For the faith. But another way you can think about that is answering hard questions about the faith. Right. You know, when we have doubts about our faith, what what's really happening is we're starting to have questions about what we believe, either because yeah. we don't understand something or something that's happened in our life that we're having a hard time reconciling with what we believe about mm -hmm. God. And so so answering those questions is where we go. And so I would say Sean McDowell, look for him on YouTube look for him on podcasts. Mm -hmm. uh, he does a fantastic job sort of carrying on the legacy um, that came from his father as far yeah. as um, reaching another generation with the good news of the gospel and, and answers to hard questions about how, about how you, um, how you defend yeah. the faith or give a defense for the faith. Yeah, no, that's good. I didn't know about Sean, so I'll check that out. So Josh McDowell, his two books, really, I mean, he's got several books out there, but right. more than a carpenter and then the, uh, what did you say the verdict one was? Evidence that demands Evidence a verdict. Evidence for a verdict. Yeah, those are, I've read both those. Those are good. I think of, um, I like some of Lee Strobel's books, um, you know, Case for Christ, Case for Easter. Um, one thing I like about Strobel is just because when he, he set out to write Case for Christ, he wasn't a Christian yet. He was a journalist, so he kind of put that investigative reporting in, mm -hmm. you know, and so it's, you know, it's just kind of that investigation. So I, I, I like those two. Um, one of the more contemporary ones, Tim Keller, Reason for God's a good, a good book. And I think, you know, what I was thinking about as far as way I would encourage people and encourage folks is when you have doubts, um, run to the one that you're thinking about running away from, uh -huh. you know, so those doubts when they creep up, you, you really kind of get a, a secondary question of, well, now what? You know, so I'm, I'm wrestling with this question with God. Uh, so now what? You know, do I, do I suppress it? Do I run away from God? Um, or do I run to God? Do I kind of seek out those answers? And, and part of, as we've said, trying to encourage people in their faith, it's a, it's a faith-building exercise to go to God and, and kind of dig deeper to seek out these answers. Um, but I do want to be careful here, and I know we probably got a couple other resources to share, and I want to get to those, but I want to be careful that not all of our doubts or tensions of our questions are going to be answered. Yeah. You know, we, we, we have to realize that. And, you know, and I know I may have shared it here on the podcast, or of course I've shared it with our congregation some, but being a dad of a special needs son, I know God could heal my son. I firmly believe in God's power, but yet God's not chosen to do that. And so there are moments, there are times where I wrestle with, is this, is this good? <laughs> you know, like, how, how are you good 
when you have the power to do something that you don't do. Yeah. You know, now that for whatever reason, God has chosen not to exercise that power. Right. That he's not chosen that situation, that time to do that. You know, now, of course, God doesn't owe me an answer and he's not going to write it on the wall for me in the next day. And, you know, but what what I have found, though, is when I've wrestled with those questions that aren't answered is I learn more about God and I learn more about his presence in my life. You know, and so I think that's something we need to point out is as we're dealing with doubts, we're dealing with these questions. There may be some that just don't get answered, but the greatest gift that God gives us is not an answer. It's himself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so I kind of liken it to um, if, uh, you know, you, you have a teenage daughter on prom night and her date doesn't show up. You know, as a dad, you're not sitting there on the couch with her and she's bawling and her mascara and, you know, makeup's running. And she looks at you and says, Daddy, why didn't he show up? You know, you're not going to say, well, he wasn't the one. And in two years, when you're at college and you're a sophomore, you're going to meet the one and you're going to get married and you're going to have two kids and you're going to have a nice house. I mean, that's not what you're going to give your daughter at the moment. What you're going to give your daughter is your presence, your love. And so as we deal with the doubts, as we... We're seeking out those answers. That's what God's given us at the end of the day is his, is his presence, mm-hmm. you know. And so even though some of those aren't going to go answered, like that's still the gift. That, that's where we can still build faith is I still trust and love the one uh, that, that's given me himself, you know. So, so as we, we think about, we've mentioned a few resources. What are a couple other ones you've got? So we get on Google scary right. internet. Yeah. You know, we type out our question. What are we, what are we searching for? What are we looking for? What's, what's good out there? Um, one of the ones I, one of some of the questions that I have encountered, especially from like young adults who are starting to sort of, you know, they've moved past, you know, they're out of high school. They're not in student ministry anymore. Yeah. And, you know, and they get that first community college philosophy professor that tells them that everything they've ever believed is a lie. Right. So they start, so they get on Google, they have a lot of questions. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the questions that I have encountered is questions about sort of where Christianity came from okay. and how sort of Christianity sort of developed. So really you have a lot of questions about um, kind of early church history mm-hmm. and early church theology. Um, I, I know the book's old at this point, but um, when Dan Brown had his book, The Da Vinci Code, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of or many years back, yeah. there, there was a there was kind of a big moment culturally where there were a lot of questions about, you know, well, what exactly happened at the Council of Nicaea? Right. <laughs> and, you know, and, and did the Roman Empire invent Christianity to keep the masses, yeah. you know, to keep the masses under control? I actually had a family member at Thanksgiving asked me that question like a few years back and <laughs> it was an interesting conversation. Um, so one of the resources did they follow that, up with like and pass the mashed potatoes, <laughs> like, Hey, did the Roman empire do this and pass the rolls? <laughs> so one of the things that I've enjoyed is there's a guy, I'm, I'm, again, I spend a lot of time on YouTube. So right. there's a guy on YouTube. Uh, there's a channel called religion for breakfast, religion now, for breakfast, religion okay. for breakfast. This guy is a <laughs> secular religious studies professor. Okay, so he's coming at uh, the history and the story of Christianity from an academic um, uh, and from an academic perspective, not necessarily a faith based perspective. Hmm. What I found comforting when I watched his videos Mm -hmm. is when he explains what the early church taught, what the early church believed, um, what happened at the Council of Nicaea and all those other councils, councils that you might read about in church history, Uh, everything he talks about in his quick videos lined up 
exactly with everything that I learned when I was in seminary and taking church history from a professor who loves Jesus and believes yeah. the Bible. And mm-hmm. so I felt like, a, like both of those, both sets of church history that I, that I was watching, both from the, the classes I took when I was in seminary and then watching this guy on YouTube. I was like, okay, this guy on YouTube is hitting all the same points yeah. that I'm hitting. And so, and he does a great job of helping, um, unpack and debunk some of that stuff that's still hanging around mm-hmm. in the, in, in the post uh, Dan Brown world about, you know, what did early Christians really believe and where did this come from? Yeah. And, um, so I found, I found his videos about early church and how the early church believed and what they developed to be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's also got some, some videos about some of like the, uh, like the apocryphal books. Okay. And so like, he's got a whole series, like on the, on the, on the books of Enoch mm-hmm. and things like that, that, that mm-hmm. were really fascinating and helps you kind of figure out what these things are. Um, that you don't necessarily learn about on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So that's, a, that's a really good resource. Another resource that I've really enjoyed the last couple of years is the Bible project. Yep. Um, and we've done a lot of stuff with Bible project mm-hmm. here at Heights. Um, they've got short videos that cover big ideas about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, biblical themes yeah. and, you know, so there's sort of some like concept videos and idea videos about what the Bible teaches and, and, you know, character and nature of God, things like that. Um, and then they have a whole series of videos where they cover sort of the, the big idea of all the different biblical books, mm-hmm. um, and do a great job of in just a few minutes, helping you understand like what the Bible is and what the Bible teaches. Yeah. And then if you want to dig a little bit deeper, um, Tim and John, who are the two kind of main creative forces at Bible project have a podcast that I listen to on a regular basis where okay. they really dig they dig deep into those issues and you sort of get conversations like this Mm -hmm. that are sort of the behind the scenes conversations of them working through the issues that eventually become the videos. And so I, I follow that stuff on a regular basis and have found it really helpful, um, Mm -hmm. understanding, um, especially like understanding the Bible from a literary perspective. In Mm -hmm. other words, like why is, why is Psalms different than a gospel? Why is a gospel different than prophecy? You know, the, the way the biblical authors are writing, if you can start to understand some of the ins and outs of how that biblical literature works, um, some of your questions about like, why does the Bible say what it says, uh, start to become a lot more clear. Good. Yeah. And one of the, I enjoy got questions. Yes, uh, that's a good, a good one. website, you know, and so you can go to got questions. I think it's dot org. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll try to drop all these resources in the in the show notes here in the links. Um, but I think it's got questions dot org. You type in your question and it's that comes from a good biblical kind of conservative based uh, answer. And so they do a good job. Short articles. They're not super long, very biblical, always back up their answers with a lot of a lot of Bible verses. So kind of as we're wrapping this up, we've given out a lot of good resources. Any, any kind of final, final words, points, you know, got these questions, got these doubts, you know. So my heart goes out to people like me who, who grew up in church. Mm-hmm. Um, if you grew up in church and you were raised you know, by parents who love the Lord, yeah. you know, and, and, and you grew up in the church. Um, I have a lot of friends that have a similar background to mine where they grew up in church. And I even have a lot of friends, um, that like I went to college with, cause I went to a Christian, I went to a Christian college uh, for undergrad. 
um, that have gotten very disillusioned with their faith mm. and, 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 and sadly kind of walked away from the faith. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the word that gets thrown around in our, in our culture right now when we're talking about that is a word called deconstruction. Mm -hmm. It's like a, you, you reach this point and a lot of times, a lot of times young people might reach this like as a teenager yeah. where you get to a place where you have to, you have to make the decision whether this is mom and dad's faith or this is your faith. Right. Um, and, and that happens for all of us at different points in our life where we really have to come face to face with Jesus. Yeah. Um, but for some of us, if we grew up with a, a very surfacey Sunday school version of yeah. Christianity and you get out into the world and you get into that first intro to philosophy class and the professor says everything <laughs> you've been taught your whole life is a lie. Yeah. You know, if you haven't had the opportunity to take some time to study why you believe what you believe. I mean, that can be really earth shattering. Yeah. Um, and so all that to say, like what you want is, is a deconstruction where you take a look at your faith and you wrestle with those, you wrestle with those problems, but you want a healthy deconstruction that will lead to a reconstruction. Yes. You yeah. want to look in the, the places in your life where you're like, okay, do I really believe this stuff? You want to draw near to the God who loves you. Yeah. You want to draw near to the community of faith that you're in. Right. You want to ask those questions. You want to search out those, those problems and those, and, and, and deal with those doubts yeah. so that you end up on the other side of that process with a faith that is stronger, Right. you know, rather than saying, I have questions and it, I don't, and I don't have answers, so I'm walking away. Right, yeah. And so that's where I would encourage folks to go toward the one you're thinking about running away from. And as you're searching, as you're building that faith, as you're looking for those answers, always remember his presence is there. Yes. He, he's at the end of the day, he's giving you something far better than an answer. He's giving him yourself. You know, he's, he's giving him your son, Jesus. By faith in him, he's deposited his Holy Spirit within us. And that presence of God as we deal with the doubts uh, and questions, that's, that's what we ultimately need and want. So, so good stuff. I appreciate you, Matt, and, and sharing all that. I want to thank you for listening and watching to episode 10. Uh, we want to invite you in person, if you are in our area, uh, to our worship services at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m. Uh, each Sunday morning. Uh, or you can watch us live on Facebook or YouTube at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m. Catch those worship services uh, or um, sermons on demand anytime. And so thank you for clicking subscribe here on the YouTube channel or on your favorite podcast app so you stay current on all of our uh, information here. And we wish you the best. We're going to see you hopefully next time for episode 11 as we deal with the will of God. What is it? How do we find it? How do we know if we're in the will of God? So we look forward to being with you again on episode 11. Have a great week and God bless.